what do I have to do to change the situation? Real estate can provide that type of lifestyle that many people want. It's not that hard to achieve. It's wild and crazy, but it's, it's cool to be able to sit down and share some content that can move the needle for someone else. Hey guys, welcome to our first episode of Sky's the Limit Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Ryan. Very excited to be here and, and finally getting this off the ground. How are you feeling, Ryan? How could I be bad? This is our first episode. We only talked about it for what, the last... I know, it's been a couple years in the making and glad we're finally here and doing it. So yeah, the goal of the podcast for the listeners out there is to really just leverage our experience as real estate investors. Uh, the goal is to take a deep dive into real estate investing, share raw, unfiltered stories, numbers on, on purchases, sales we've made. Our stories and experiences can really help guide you to that next level and, and at least get you started if you haven't already. So um, what's new with you? Oh, a lot. I mean, we are slammed. We're, we're busy with, with the new podcast, with all these properties we have going on, trying to get them leased and everything. It's just it's wild and crazy, but it's it's cool to be able to sit down and sort of recap what we've been doing and hopefully share some content that can move the needle for someone else. I think it's important just for this first episode to talk about, you know, who who we are and and um and how we met. And so I guess just kicking that off, uh, again, my name is Mike Doherty, grew up in Connecticut, went to University of Connecticut, graduated in 2015, been investing in real estate for the better half of seven, eight years. I know you're a little bit older than me, a little um, bit. <laughs> but we won't mention that. And um, yeah, started investing in real estate in really 2017. I want to say I bought my first uh, two family in New Britain, Connecticut. I did a house hack, which is where I lived in one unit while working a you know full-time corporate W-2 job in downtown Hartford. And really didn't like what I was doing at that job. Um, it was a great gig out of college. Very grateful for the opportunity. But it really pushed me to explore and, and, and see what real estate investing is all about. So I ended up buying that duplex. And that was kind of the starting point. So, um, you know, from there, uh, I think I met you a couple years after that. You were living in Texas, right? Right, right. Thousands old, of miles away. Good old Texas. Yeah. And it's actually a funny story. So... I was living on Wilcox Street and uh, in New Britain, Connecticut, that duplex house hack. And I was searching around on LinkedIn and I saw, I came across your profile. It was like Wilcox Street Partners, LLC. Do you still have that LLC? It's still active. Is it still active? It's still okay. active. And just like a random shot in the dark, like sent you a message on LinkedIn. And sure enough, you owned on that, on that street. And I guess here we are today. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, I mean, let's be honest, like, that's kind of like not the greatest area. There's some interesting characters. I look on, back on it now. I'm like, geez, I live there. <laughs> I know, me too. So there's some interesting characters on the street, right? Yeah. My brother, uh, who I who I uh, rented space to, he's like, man, like I, you know, I saw these people walking down the road, and they just seem so out of place. And I, it was you and your fiance. No come, way. Come to find out, and I was like, I just met this guy. He he, he found me on LinkedIn. It was just, just wandering it was a, around the streets aimlessly. Yeah, it was kind of kind of a funny story, but yeah. So for me, um, graduated in 2009, which is a long time you know, before you graduated, but yeah. uh, went to Central Connecticut State University, graduated in 2009 and got into banking uh, after I graduated. And by banking, I mean, I was a bank teller, 
very, very glamorous. Glamorous, yeah. Very glamorous. And uh, I was making twelve sixty an hour, working part-time and uh, renting a room uh, in New Britain. And I remember, I'll never forget this, four seventy-five, four seventy-five a month uh, was the rent. And I was making about 475 bucks. And yeah, that was, uh, living large. Yeah, living large. Putting a lot of stuff on credit cards. When I was renting the room, uh, it was leased out to me and a whole bunch of my friends. The, the lease was up and I decided, you know what? This landlord isn't doing anything proprietary. Like I could do this. He's not even that great. So I decided to buy a, buy a house down the road on Wilcox street, which is where we yeah, met. Yeah. And you know, my friends ended up renting from me and that's how I really got started. You know, is there any like moment and during your banking career that, you know, you were just like, I can't do this anymore. I have to, I have to switch something up. I have to change something. And like, was there any like pivotal moment during that, that time where like it just made yeah. you pick up a book or listen to a podcast or read a forum or just inquire? Like, yeah, I think it was a bunch of things, but I mean, that was the only job I really had where it was like sort of forward facing, you know, being in front of actual clients. Like people are coming into do banking, right? Like you're dealing with people like face to face. And um, it was, it was hard. It was hard dealing with people that were just sort of rude and, uh, you know, didn't appreciate what you were doing. So I think that in a combination of us, like, just to be real, like I wasn't making anything. Mm -hmm. Like that's not what I wanted for myself. And it just wasn't a lifestyle that I thought was a fit for me. Um, so I, I, you know, took it upon myself to, to get started in real estate and never looked back. Just kind of segueing. I think it's important to note that like we are actively investing. Um, we have not achieved financial freedom yet. Um, maybe we could retire in the next couple of years, but it also depends on the type of lifestyle you want to live. And I know for me personally, like I'm, I'm not there yet, um, in terms of passive income from our, our real estate investments, but that's that's what's kind of unique, right? Is that you know we're, we're we're in it, we're in the trenches, we're doing it, we're here sharing our experiences, both good and bad, and we can kind of all grow together. So uh, I'm excited, and uh, I think it's important to to start the show maybe every week um, with some wins and losses, and and just share you know what's going on with our current portfolio or life lifestyles, events, what you know what's so. What's going on? Like, what are you up to? Uh, yeah, I, I like talking about this stuff. So I have a huge win, actually. I, man, it's been months, like six months. Over the last six months, I've been studying every single day to get my property and casualty. So what's um, that? That's um, to do like home insurance? Home insurance, insurance, auto, yeah, okay. yep, all that stuff. So as far as I see it, like it's a, it's a ton of synergies with what we're doing, right? Like there's nobody that owns a property that doesn't need insurance. Yeah, We absolutely. need insurance. I'm also a lender, right? So all the people I do loans for, every single one of them needs insurance. So it's just something that I can offer. If they have a guy or a gal that they're you know, in with as far as that goes, that's totally fine. But I like, really like being able to like offer them quotes. It's just, it's just, it makes sense. It really made sense for me to, to go out and try to get that. So I studied my butt off and you can say ass. It's okay. Can I? Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was cool or not. And, um, I, I passed, I passed, uh, you know, the first time I'm so happy to be done and get my like hour or two back a week. Yeah. And so now I'm really dedicating that time to, to do this podcast. So, so you're a full-time lender. So right. you do, um, commercial loans, residential loans, 
all Fix the above. And flip loans, hard money loans, yep. a little bit of everything. There's really nothing we don't do other than like purchase of raw land or something to do with farms. Okay. So you can, you're a lender and now you can refer uh, insurance to Correct. clients and friends and family and colleagues. Yep. Can okay. cover the whole gamut. Very cool. All right. Yeah, that's good. So that's a huge win. How about you? Yeah, for me, I mean, I'll probably, so wins and losses, right? So on the loss side, I would probably say the eviction we just had to go through. That was that was huge. Um, out of all all the years, all the purchases and, and units and multifamilies, I've never had a full eviction. And in this, this past month was the first real eviction. And so it's kind of eye-opening the costs involved in it. So just for perspective, this particular unit would rent out for $2,500 a month. It's a very nice duplex um, in Fairfield, Connecticut. And we inherited these tenants. And <laughs> it's a crazy story. So we inherited these tenants, bought the property maybe earlier this year. And we made one side into an Airbnb. And the other side, we inherited these squatters. They were not on a lease. And uh, they had a court ordered, or yeah, a judge order to stay until June 30th, but they had to pay rent. So they were paying rent, uh, $2,500 a month, and they had to be out by June 30th. And that's what the judge stipulated. June 30th comes around, sure enough, not out. So move forward with the eviction. So you're going to, they didn't pay June rent. So you have one month there, $2,500 loss. July, still there, did not pay rent. And now we're renovating in August. So it's potentially three months of lost rent. So that's what, $7,500 there. Attorney fee, $1,500. Now we're up to $9,000. We have to still renovate the unit. Not to scare anyone, but I think cash for, the reason why we haven't had to do this because cash for keys, which is a really cool topic in Excel in itself, but cash for keys is, you don't have to go through any of that. You literally pay the tenant to leave. Your rent's $2,500. I will give you just please leave so I don't have to go through all this. So fortunate we've been able to do that. Unfortunate loss. Took a big L on this one um, that now they're finally gone. Marshall came, escorted them out, put their stuff in a self-storage facility, and and now we can move on. But yeah, it's, um, you know, it kind of goes into like your, you know, the unforeseen, the roller coaster nature of being a real estate investor. There's wins, there's losses, there's ups, there's downs, and you know it's you just kind of have to move forward and uh, and uh, and keep going, if, you know, to get to the end goal, which is like begs the questions like, what's your why, right? Like, why are you even doing this? Um, so I guess I'll I'll ask you like, what is like, why did you want to get involved when you were in banking? Why, why is real estate so important to you? Yeah, good question. It has to be well-established because like you said, there's just so many times where you're just like, is this for me? Is this for us? Like we were saying that, I think like last week. <laughs> we were <laughs> saying- we just start over? We, yeah. We were saying like, we should sell everything, start over because what we're doing is, you know, is it for us? Is, right. is, 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 is like you always say, what is it? Um, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the juice worth you the squeeze? You always say that. I forgot where I heard that, but it's a great- It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you really feel like it's not. And like, you just have to keep like that end goal in mind. It's the time freedom for me. Yeah. Well, you have a, you just had a newborn. I right? did. May, I did. Young May. daughter. Yep, yep. So I probably like, I mean, for every, you know, parent, I'm not a parent personally, but so, someday I hope to be. But for me, like I look, I would look at my child or children 
and like I'm gonna do this for them. I'm gonna put them through college. I'm going to give them better lives, and maybe real estate's the avenue to do that. Hundred thousand percent correct. And I think for me, it's like I've been thinking about this a lot lately, especially with May. Um, she was born in in November. Uh, I think what's even more important than like providing her as much as I want to, and I'm sure I will like, you know, college and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's, it's like time. Like, I think that that is the most important thing is, is to be able to be present. You know, does she have a soccer game? Does she have a dance performance? Does she have all that stuff? Like I, I needed real estate, um, to, to provide that time freedom. You wanted to buy back your time. Correct. Yeah. I think that's so important. I mean, that it's just, it's one of the things where you're at any corporate job or any job doesn't have to be corporate or not. You're trading your time for money. So to get that back or reverse that role and have kind of money work for you. I mean, real estate is passive to a degree, right? I mean, you, hopefully if your tenants are paying rent, they're paying rent while you're doing, God only knows what they're paying down the mortgage. You're getting, hopefully you have some appreciation. Um, if there's some tax write-off advantages. So there's just so many different buckets of pros to owning real estate, whether that's residential, commercial, or, or any facet um, that just, it just makes sense, right? It does. And you don't have to be, I think that's the important thing is like, you don't have to be a, a pro at it. I mean, we started with a little shitty duplex in New Britain, Connecticut, you know? I just, I didn't know, I'm not that, I literally am the least handy person ever. <laughs> My fiance, Rachel, gets down on me all the time about it. She's like, why, why can't you just fix that? I'm like, I can I can fix that, but I also spend four hours on YouTube trying to watch that video how to do it when I could just pay a contractor. If like if you add up your you know what your whatever you, real estate investing or salary or whatever like add up what your time is worth per hour, and if I could pay someone cheaper to do it, why can't I just focus on the money making activities that I'm actually good at? I'm not good at fixing a p trap under the sink. Like I would like to be, but like I'm not. So let me go pay. A plumber, thirty-five, forty dollars an hour to fix that pee trap. You know, it just it just makes sense. Yeah, you didn't even mention the ten trips to Home Depot that it would take to fix that one thing. Yeah. So I got you a little uh, surprise today. I got a uh, in honor of our first episode. Oh my! Got a little uh, bourbon here for you. So I know it's early, awesome, but uh, yeah, I thought it. Uh, Love it. Thank you. Yeah. You know what's funny about bourbon? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but. I feel like in order to drink bourbon, you have to be like, you have to like be a connoisseur of bourbon. Like you've got to like know the brands and you got to like. Yeah. You dabble? Um, a little, but I don't know much about it, but I do like it. Well, cheers. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be here. Yeah. I think for me, like the why and, and why I even got started was, <clears throat> was working in that corporate job. I really fucking hated it. Like I really did. Sitting in the cubicle, nine to five, typical corporate job. Very blessed to be there. It was a great gig out of college, but I just, I could not do this for 40 years. So there has to be something better. There has to be a better way to, to spend my time, to make money. I don't have to be rich, but like, I just can't do this. Like Sunday scaries were real. The worst. Oh my God. So that really pushed me to want to learn more, to listen to podcasts, to, to hear people out, to see how people were scaling their, their rental portfolio. It's like, I mean, I don't know about you. Like, I didn't, I didn't come from money. I'm no. very blessed, like, for everything I was given, but definitely had to work for it. Had to get for a loan sure. on the first property. Um, and we can talk about that in other episodes. But 
real estate can provide that type of lifestyle that many people want and it's not that hard to achieve. Yeah. You just have to take initiative and take steps and hopefully this maybe this podcast will inspire some people to to take that first step, to to pick up that first book. I mean, I remember reading Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, that was like kind of the first stepping stone, the first real estate book. The pivotal then, moment. Yeah. Yeah. We got to we got to unpack this whole this whole job thing. We can't just skip over it. I mean, you you left your job what in uh last March? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, March of 2022. Right. Was working the W2 job, really didn't like it. Had to be something better out there. So, always wanted to be always had an interest in real estate. Didn't really know what that would look like because you can't just quit your job and become a real estate investor unless you own a lot of property. So became an agent, got my license uh, here in Connecticut and Massachusetts, started picking up clients, um, working with them and both, you know, buyer's agent and listing agent and was able to really supplement my W-2 income doing that full time. So I would, <laughs> I would be taking calls at my desk, leaving, um, calling out of work sick to go on appraisals, go on inspections. Honestly, it was like the writing was on the wall. Um, but everyone, you know, everyone was great that I worked with. Um, no qualms there, no regrets. But yeah, I remember after buying my first rental property. So I got my first rental property. Then I got licensed, still working that W-2 job. I would bring um, down the road was the the first, like the second rental property, I should say. But I would bring my lawnmower to work. And on my lunch break, I'd go mow lawns. I love Because at the time, I couldn't afford to hire, you know, for landscaping or whatnot. And People will give me shit all the time, but they used to come in with like grass clippings all over your yeah, nice I I work clothes. I'll never forget how many times you hung up on me because your boss would walk by and we'd be on the phone talking about things other than what you were supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I know it's um, it's crazy to think about, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there kind of doing the same thing or or just thinking how you know how can they change their their current living situation. And, you know, I think, I think house hacking is a great way. I mean, it really is. You can use a low down loan if you, you know, an FHA loan. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of low down payment options. That's, I mean, that's how I, I got started. That's how I got that duplex was, was a, was a low down payment loan. I mean, if you're like, like me, I was making, I distinctly remember this and to this day, I don't know how I got the loan, but I was making $28,000 a year. And that is very little. So I needed that low down payment and, mm. You pulled it off. I mean, you can, you know, we can get into this later, but like, you know, you can add in, you know, 75% of uh, the income that you, that you're going to make on, on the property that you're purchasing, you know, mm. the rental income. So like, yes, I was making sort of peanuts, you know, for the time, but, you know, I was, I was able to add on to that $28,000 a year, 75% of what, of what the property is going to generate. Yeah. So, and here's the whole thing is like, even if you don't plan to like, you didn't plan to live in that duplex, that again, shitty to family in New Britain, Connecticut forever. Of course but not. it was a stepping stone to get you to where you are now, which is a beautiful house that you just built, right? Right. And so I think it's so cool. Like for me, buying that, living that want that two family house, I was able to save majority of my W two income to afford to buy that next property. So, you know, you kind of just deal with it for a year and and then and then move on. You know, it's not it's not a forever thing. It's it's literally just a springboard and stepping stone to the next the next phase, the next level. Like um, yeah, and that's that just all goes back to that that whole uh, notion of like why are you doing something? Like, is it to it's to build your dream home? Is it to is it to supplement your income so you can leave your job? Like, what are the sacrifices that you're going to have to make 
during that course to get to your final goal. Yeah. Whether it's you know, time freedom or, you know, like I said, building the house or spending more time with your kids or, you know, right. you've got to keep it in mind. It's not going to be an easy road. I mean, I think personally, one of the worst parts is, is dealing, is dealing with some of the tenants we've dealt with. I mean, that takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. And you just, again, have to keep in mind, like your why. your why you have to know your why. I mean, that's, it's kind of why we wanted to start this first episode with your why. I mean, there's way more exciting things to talk about and stories to share, but it really is the most fundamental part of being a real estate investor is why are you even doing this? Well, why do you do anything? You know, maybe you want to go into engineering. Like, why do you want to be an engineer? I don't know. I don't know the first thing about engineering, <laughs> but I know that real estate investing particularly offered a way, offered a better life, a more passive way of income. It's still active. It's still active, very much active, but for sure, but you can grow it to a way where it is passive and then you can focus on the things that you really like to do. So, I mean, I, I think, I think real estate investing is for, for, it could be for everyone. It could be for someone who has a very, they love their corporate job and they just want, you know, a little side hustle to put their kids through college or they live a pretty lavish lifestyle and they need another little side hustle or, you know, to, to pay for what, who knows what, but there's just so many reasons. Every why is different. Um, you know, your why is different than my why and, I would say that's the same for everyone. So I think just really figuring out your why is is the groundwork for to and then you can and then you can start figuring out okay what's my buy criteria right yeah so. absolutely so and, and the other thing just to piggyback on on the whole why thing is that uh, at least I feel like you need to do something that you understand and for us like real estate investing is something that we understand. I remember talking to you yesterday. You were talking about like commodities and stocks and stuff, and it's just so far over my head. It's just not something I would. Do I mean I do a little bit, but like it's not something that I truly understand where I would like really dive deep. I think it's when I had my my daughter, at least for a recent light bulb moment, was that I need to I need to be able to spend as much time with her as possible. Yes, of course I have to work and I have to be away from home and at the office and I need to, you know, do my thing. But at the end of the day, I mean, she, you know, she goes to bed early. Like mm-hmm. I at the job I just left in November when she was born, you know, I get out at five. I've got what a 30 minute drive home. She goes to bed at six 30. Like that's not a lot of time. Right. You know, like I, I don't want to be for lack of a better word, like imprisoned, right. <laughs> to, you know, tied, tied to a desk. And I, flexibility. you know, I've got to, I've got to have that flexibility. I've got to have the time freedom to be able to spend time with family, which is, which is sort of, you know, the most important yeah. thing at the moment. Yeah. I remember, um, sitting on my couch and in, in that duplex, still working that corporate job. Sunday comes around. I'm like, ah, should I call out? I really don't want to go in. I don't want to do it. Don't make me do it. And I made a like a vow to myself. I never want to get that feeling again. And that for me was like the pinnacle, right? That was I. What do I have to do to change the situation? So I picked up a book, read Robert Kiyosaki's um, "Rich Dad Poor Dad," got on bigger pockets. That was literally the first step. So you know, that's a good one. Yeah, I just now, fortunately don't get those anymore. I don't know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, destiny to your, uh, your own future. If you like what you heard, if the listeners like what they heard and smash do, that like button, that's what, yeah, that's smash what the, the cool like kids button. say. Smash the hell of the like button. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to sky's the limit podcast. This podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including in video on YouTube. If you like what you heard, be sure to like subscribe, follow and review. We'll see you next week.